Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings, and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom of Space. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist, and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who, with faith and focus, are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Hello, this is Leslie Yes, and we are waiting for Antonia Badone to call back. Uh, we have Mr. Clarence Pencilman Pointer on the line. Clarence, would you please tell the audience who you are? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Great. We have um, Antonia on the line. Antonia, yes, uh, this how is Clarence. Are you? Wonderful. How are you, Mr. Pointer? I'm excellent. Excellent. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Yes, and we truly would like to say thank you for giving us this moment in time. It is more than an honor to be blessed with an interview with you. You're a world-renowned artist, and we truly, sincerely thank you. So we're going to get right to our interview with you. What is pencil art for our audience? Well, for me... It's um, creating or any image that someone wants with pencil. And that's how I work with right now is strictly uh, uh, various layers of uh, pencil. And uh, my objective is to create one of the most uh, realistic uh, images that I can with strictly pencil. And... Uh, been there for a while now. Definitely. I read a lot about your background. Um, you've done a lot of um, artwork for legendary people like Smokey Robinson and Stevie Wonder and just a mass of work. What were the challenges um, for you as a young artist starting out? I noticed you did most of your training. You trained yourself. What is it like to train yourself to be an artist? What were some of your challenges? Well, you know, I'm not sure if I had many challenges. Uh, I guess from the outside looking in, there might be challenges. But when it's like a God-given talent type thing and you're really focused on your objective to to be in one of the best there is, uh, finding the time you know, to practice will probably be the most challenging thing. The rest of my family, having a regular job, you know, things that life throws at you. Uh, just finding the time to practice, to develop your skill, you know, uh, try and error, you know, type stuff <laughs> along the way. 
to perfect what you do uh, would be the most challenging thing. So I would say finding the time was, was the most challenging thing because I wasn't measuring my artwork uh, to anyone else. I was just doing what you know, uh, I was supposed to be doing. So in the end result, it's what you see now. Well, let's backtrack for a moment. You were born in Hillboro, Alabama, young man in Alabama. And um, I know that for young artists trying to, you know, get the work out into museums and art galleries. So just to rewind a second for our audience, when did you get that aha moment that I wanted to be an artist? Because we have a lot of young people that, you know, don't know when it's a gift. We don't know when it's God, when God has actually put something on our heart to do. We're kind of like still lost sometimes. So when did that aha moment come to you? The aha moment came probably, I was probably about seven or eight years old, I think. You know, uh, then fast forward to like maybe 14 it's when back in the day they had uh, the little drummy head characters in the TV Guide magazine, and uh, I drew a couple of those, sent them off, and I won first place. Well, not yeah. first place, but I won uh, uh, a twenty-five dollar check from the art school in Minnesota, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I won that!" <laughs> so from that point on, it was kind of like. Maybe I can make this happen. And I had uh, supportive uh, encouragement from a couple of teachers, uh, English teachers, you know, my mom, my dad, you know, friends and family, family as, as such. And uh, I know look back from there, my, my dad would bring projects home from his job for me to do for people. And and once I started getting a little bit of taste of getting paid, <laughs> You know, for what I enjoy doing anyway, it was kind of like I was on a mission. Well, Mr. Pointer, I had a little chance to read about the Federal Art Project during the turn of the Great Depression. And that particular project allows um, for artists because, you know, um, the Great Depression was such a horrific experience for people trying to find jobs and stuff. So the great that particular um, project um, helped propel careers like Ramir Bearda and Jacob Lawrence and Augusta Savage. But what I also realized that a lot of the artists were not doing pencil art. So it's really a rare, a rare form of art um, to master. What type of style um, you could you say that help you engage, you know, your craft? You know, growing up, uh, we we weren't a very you know uh, we were like I guess middle to lower in- income type family type. Uh, I was growing up, and we didn't have access to <laughs> a whole lot of stuff like you know paints and watercolor and all that stuff. All we had was pencils to work with. So, just from that standpoint, that's why I gravitated to the pencil and. You know, it's just second nature. That's just, that's, and I saw a big influence. I was, we had the, uh, the Ebony magazines come in, 
and uh, I saw the works of uh, Charles White. I was like, man, that's good. <laughs> and I, was, I, I was probably about 14 years old around that time frame, and I know I got a chance to meet him. I think he passed in the, in the 70s or something, but I saw his work in Ebony, and that was my biggest gauge, you know, at, at that time. To say, if I could do something like that one day, I think I would maybe have arrived on the scene or, so, or something. So uh, I just stick with black and white. You know, I, I dibble and dabble in something maybe eventually, but for now, pencil was the one that got me here, and I'm going to be here for a while. So I guess we should talk about the sitcoms that your artwork appeared in, like Mr. Cooper and Sparks. How did that feel, and how did that particular opportunity came about? Let me see. That was 20-plus years ago. Let me see. <laughs> um, well, everybody remembers Sparks, and definitely everybody remembers <laughs> Mr. Cooper. And, yeah. you know, I think um, growing up, see the artwork on the wall, you're always, like, amazed, you know, first that it's on a television show, and yeah. you're amazed about, about how can an artist get, you know, that kind of opportunity. So, right. I mean, kudos to that, that opportunity. Well, well, back then, I'm not sure how it happened exactly. Um, Kim Wheatley, Kim Wheatley, the actress, we're, we're, we're cousins um, by means of a, a mutual cousin. So we kind of claim each other. And she had some kind of connection with the set director on one of those shows, and uh, and that made it happen. He, he called me down. I brought a, a few pieces down to um, hang with Mr. Cooper, and they bought they bought a few pieces and they put it on the wall. And my next Mandela, that I did back in 1994, uh, was hanging in the, in the classroom wall. And one episode, I'm at home watching the watching the show, and they uh. They show it on the back wall of the classroom. <laughs> and that was like, wow. Oh. Uh, that was one of those moments that say, wow, things are happening. You know, the door is finally here to go through. But nothing really major transpired except for me to use it uh, in my portfolio and my rep- my uh, uh, my website and, you know, things of that nature, which brings more um, opportunities. Sometimes people don't understand. Sometimes your opportunity don't come when you think it's going to come. It's going to come later. You can use previous experiences for future references. And that, and that always works. Well, definitely. Let's get into talking about some of the major artists that you've actually done work for. You've had, you've been commissioned to draw a paint, to draw, to draw of Rosa Parks, uh, what was that experience like? Wow, man. Yeah, that <laughs> not, must have been totally humbling. <laughs> Nothing would ever top that. I mean, some things that came close, uh, monetarily speaking, of course, but that's being part of history like that um, right. was like crazy. And I was in the military at the time, uh, back in 1993, and she was coming to my base where I was stationed. And I said to my wife, I was like, Rosa Parks is coming this close. I got to do a portrait of her and get it to her some way. 
I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I had been around for a minute, and all the big wigs, like the, the colonels and the, the uh, upper echelon government employees and people of that nature were like on the, the uh, African-American councils and the African-American committees and those those entities. Well, they called me one night about two weeks before she was arri- supposed to arrive and asked me why I do it. Now, at this point, I'm already done, pretty much. <laughs> and I was like, no problem. I said, the only thing I request is that I will be the one to present to her myself. Wow. No general, no big wig. If I can't present to her myself, then it can't happen. And they was like, no problem. And we're going to pay you a little something-something on the side for it. And I was like, uh, I'm all in. So, you know, when I presented to her, I got a kiss on the cheek. And she was like, well, this is so lovely. Something like that, I think, as that words were. And I was like, wow. I'm staying here next to Russell Parks. And wow. I still marvel in the, in, the, in the moment, plus years later. <laughs> right, you know? I can use um, and where's where's that where's that work right now? You know, that's a good question. Uh, last time I saw it was by putting it in her hands. I wonder if it's in one of her museums or or someplace. I'm not sure where is that. I would love to know um, and find out exactly where is that just to see it again. So maybe in time, uh, do some research and we can find out where is that. So tell me a little bit about um, when you're actually doing your pencil art. Is it one-time pieces, or do you make reprints of those pieces? Because I noticed you've created drawings of Percy Sutton, my, one of my first bosses. You know, when I first came to New York, I worked for a short time at the Apollo Theater. So I noticed yeah. you worked, you know, you did work for Percy Sutton and Barry Gordy. I mean, you're um, Ella Joyce. And my favorite movie, The Five Heartbeats. So, are those works like one-time prints, um, are printed, or just one-time drawings? Some are, some aren't. Uh, the one for uh, Mr. Sutton, that I was hand selected to do a, a portrait of him for a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, he had passed already, uh, but that particular drawing was only one of a kind. And it's somewhere hanging up in Howard University, as we speak. Um, uh, one that uh, Barry Gordy and Smoker Robson, they acquired uh, a Tiger Woods limited edition print. I, I got invited to Smoker Robinson's Selected Golf Tournament a few years ago in L.A., and uh, he and Barry acquired uh, a copy of those. Uh, uh, Ella, I think she has one of my black soldiers in the Civil War, uh, limited edition pieces. Um, Will Smith has one of my Obama pieces. You know, so it, it, it varies. Uh, Bo Jackson, um, he, he personally uh, uh, had his event coordinator contact me recently to do a, a big rendering for his golf tournament next year. So people, they starting to give me ahead of time because they know I get booked up fast. I love my plates. <laughs> I got make sure I get things forecast in advance. 
So uh, Andrew Young, Ambassador Andrew Young, uh, those are one-of-a-kind piece that he acquired at the uh, event in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. That was, that was pretty cool, too. I mean, that's probably the closest thing to Rosa Parks was doing one of Andrew Young and presenting it to him in person. And I was like, you know, I just tend to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I tell people, you know, it's not about chance. It's about having a quality product that people can recognize, and eventually things are going to happen. Just can't give up. And um, your artwork is displayed at lots of um, places like Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles in L.A., so you're pretty famous, Mr. Where are other places that um, our audience can find your work in different cities? Well, uh, right now, I got about 30 uh, places designated to uh, showcase my, my Hands of Wisdom piece. They're going to be all over the United States. It's my first piece that's really going to be in probably every major city in the, in the United States. Uh, currently, I have uh, my uh, Ray Tales Tuskegee Airmen on display in the Museum in Alabama. Uh, it's called the Southern Museum of Flight for all the significant flight art uh, is displayed there. Um, it's, you know, just various places. I have probably after about, about another couple of months, I'm going to have a, a whole list of all the museums and art galleries on my website that people can visit to see if there's something in their local community. Uh, and that came about from Facebook. Facebook, I, I tell people, Facebook is my office. All I did was mention museums and art galleries, and I had friends from all over flooding my inbox with museums and art galleries in their area. You know, for me to uh, in my, you know, a JPEG or my artwork uh, to their entity. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I had to do no research. <laughs> I just sent a JPEG and, and no one said no yet. So, and the smart thing about that is I might supply them with maybe six pieces initial follow of doing uh, a major t- a major city tour that I would I don't have to travel with artwork. I can just show up at the destination and they already got the pieces on display and I just show up. Wow, that is amazing yes, because I also noticed you had a rest another restaurant in California in California. And so you're actually stationed out of Alabama? Yeah, my little country boy from Alabama. And so you were able to stay there and get your work around the world, it seems like. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It was kind of like, you know, I, was, I had a regular job, and it came to an end in 08. And uh, God made that happen, though, really, because the years I've always wanted to do my artwork full time. And having that 9 to 5 job was kind of like a uh, restraint, you know, to me to really get out there. And uh, my job ended. I had one friend on Facebook, and now i got 5,000 friends on Facebook. And all my contacts, including this show, came from Facebook. 
someone sharing my work with someone else, and so on, so on, so on. And now uh, I'm sought after. I'm actually even one of the premier artists for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, once again, a friend Facebook cousin works as an executive in the PR firm for the Dallas Cowboys. And um, he contacted me um, recently, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board now to create images of their elite players from past, present, and future. Oh, my goodness. That's from, yeah, not quality work, though. It's kind of like my wall on Facebook is full of games and stuff. Anytime of the day or night, I, I, I post my wall all the time. I always want to uh, portray a professional image. You know, quality work, you know, a positive comment here or there, statement or something. But, you know, image is everything. And uh, that's what happened with the the president of this new sports magazine also, that I've been selected to be the artist indefinitely, exclusively, to feature my art on the cover until... There's no until there's no more magazine. And what's the name and of that magazine? It's called uh, Sports Life. Sports, Sports Life. Life magazine. And, and, and could we go online? Our audience can go online to find it. It's called Sports Light. Life. Sports Life. Yeah, Sports Life. And what I love about it is they're gonna they had some soft copies of their typical order. Uh, previously, but they're going to pre-launch or relaunch the solid copies in January. So January issue is going to be in uh, every major department store, like uh, Barnes & Noble's, Plus a Million, Target, or Target, <laughs> Walmart, Walgreens, all those major entities are going to be carrying it, which is going to make it the third largest sports magazine in the nation behind ESPN and uh, Sports Illustrated. And well, congratulations. Be on the cover. <laughs> you know? Congratulations. So, um, last time, um, I know we're going to be time, you know, running out a little bit, but what could you tell some young artists out there who's having a hard time showcasing at, at you know, a museum, a gallery? Um, what, what, what's oh. one of your inspiring, um, you know, notes that you like to leave with our audience, especially, say, you know, the ones who are really trying to have that that life of being an artist, a visual and, artist, as a matter of fact. Right. Well, I, I would say uh, start from ground zero first. You know, you can't, you know, jump from, you know, from earth to the moon without going through uh, the travels to get there, meaning that every opportunity you have to showcase your artwork don't uh, decline it. You know, if it's a local, a local community uh, event, uh, you know, call your chairman of commerce and see what's going on in your area, you know, um, and showcase your work. Do a picture of the mayor or somebody, you know, and present it to him or something. You know, sometimes you got to give up some stuff for free initially to get the recognition that you're looking for. Uh, and, and entities like Facebook and, you know, and Twitter and Instagram and all that. Use all those tools that are made available to you that wasn't available to me, you know, back in the day. You know, 
um, and network, you know, talk to folks, you know, see what's going on, <laughs> get involved, you know, because uh, you just can't be notarized. I just put it this way. If no one knows you, if no one knows you exist, nothing can happen. Oh. Websites are easy to make these days. You know, create a website. They're free until you get a hosting or something. But at least you have a, a, a place you can send people to see your work. And they can send other people to see your work. So the more people see your work, the more exposure you get, and um, those will begin to open for you. You just can't give up. I get tired of hearing I used to draw from so many folks. You know, they give up, like life getting away. You just can't, you can't allow that to happen. You got real, if you got a real passion for what you do, you got to stay focused and uh, stay in the game long enough to, you know, to win. Wonderful. So once again, please tell our audience where they can locate you, find your work, um, and, you know, get, in, get a chance to get in touch with you if they want to call you. How okay. can we find you? Uh, my website is simply my name. It's not Tinselman. <laughs> it's www. Clarence, C-L-A-R-E-N-C-E, Pointer, P-O-I-N-T-E-R.com. And uh, I don't bite, so if anybody want to call me directly, uh, my number is 661-916-2046. I'm not too big, you know, too famous and all that stuff that people label people at. I'm, I'm a regular old guy. You call me directly with a, a quote or a personal project or you know, I, I love to talk, so call me up. <laughs> and I'd like to ask you one more question. I'm just thinking about this. Pointer. So you're a pencil artist, and your last name is Pointer. Did you find <laughs> any? It was that like a deja vu for you, or did you, you know, meditate on that to to kind of make sense out of it? It's you know, it's so perfect for your name, your name, and what you do as a you know, your life, what you do for yeah. your, you know. Yes, that's fine, huh? but my actual name is Pointer. <laughs> did you ever ever think about that? I did. People ask me all the time, I, I just come up with that. I said, well, I double the pencil, my left hand is Pointer, and uh, it, just, it just rolled off that way. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Leslie. You have anything to say? Well, Mr. Pointer, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a little bit of your time. We truly appreciate you. We truly appreciate you taking the time to, you know, to um, have a conversation and with our audience and, you know, to get a chance to really hear your voice and, yeah. and uh, understand, you know, how you've come so far with, with your the great work that you're doing. And we will wow. definitely... Follow you on Facebook. We will definitely follow you on Twitter. We will definitely go to your um, your website and make sure our audience our audience really um, give you some kudos and um, and check out your work. Well, I appreciate you guys. Hi, Antonia. Hi, Hi, Mr. Tinselman. I do have hey. something to say. How how's everybody doing? Great. Great. Um, I was listening. It's excellent. You guys are really um, doing a great job. Uh, I just wanted to pay homage to 
uh, Mr. Charles White, and I know very little about, um, you know, artists and uh, what you guys are talking about, so I'm really taking notes. So if you two can talk about Charles White before we end and then we'll close the show, that would be great. Can you do that for me? All right, so I'm going to hang up, and I wish you the best, and I'll see you on Facebook. All right, sweetie. <laughs> well, I was going to say is Mr. Charles White was a big inspiration to me, and he didn't even know it. I mean, his work is stellar, and it was a mark for me to try to reach. And once I got to, well, no one is the same, but his work is like, was my measuring tool. And uh, I even put a, a post on Facebook a while ago of a person that inspired me the most. And without even knowing him personally, he, he did that for me. And does he know you? Does he know you? No, he, I think, well, I think, no, I think he's, he, I know he's passed. I think he passed in the mid-70s or something. Oh, okay. Uh, I never met him personally. I just saw his work. It was mesmerized by his uh, skill level and professionalism and what he did, passionate to what he was doing. And I was like, wow. It, it, it wowed me back then and still does to this day when I, I Google, Google him and you get some of his works and stuff. And I'm just, you know, in awe at uh, how he portrayed his images in pencil. I think I think work in pencil too. I know there were black and white images that I saw. So, yeah, kudos to Mr. Uh, Charles White. <laughs> Wonderful. So what about the movie industry? You're um, planning on doing more stuff in the movie? You know, I, who knows what the, what the future holds? I mm-hmm. pray that some, some things transpire. I've always said I'd like to have a, a camera appearance in a show, being an artist in a show or something. So, uh, with all the networking I've been doing and opportunities might arise that they happen, you might see on the big screen one day uh, in the background painting something or drawing something on somebody. <laughs> you never know. Wonderful, wonderful. Actually, that was one of my first um, commercials. Um, the, the artwork at the back was while we were performing a commercial. It was live art that was created on the can. It wasn't on canvas. It was actually on, like, tent. And um, I thought that was one of the most amazing, you know, things that I've ever seen, live artwork happening before your eyes. It just always wowed me. But thank you so yeah. much. And we well, definitely are just totally excited that we had the opportunity to interview you and, and talk with you about your great work. And we definitely will be seeing you on Facebook. Well, we do a, we do a follow-up next year by the same time and see what's, what I've been up to. Oh, we sure will. We have to. We have to. And please give us a call wherever you are just in case you'd like us to definitely, um, you know, talk about it and, 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 and definitely share the information with our audience. So please make sure you call our producer, Leslie Chips, and give us that information, and we will definitely, you know, be honored to have you on again to, to let the viewers know where you're going to be and, you know, where they can find your work. But thank you again for having me on your, on your fabulous show. It's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you guys have a, a blessed night. Definitely. God bless. Thank you. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Thank you.